1: Hey After Buzzers and welcome to the first ever after show for CBS's Battle Creek. We'll be talking tonight about episode season 1, episode 1, The Battle Creek Way. But before we do, everybody out there listening in, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com/afterbuzztv. Download the podcast on iTunes, listen along on SoundCloud, you name it. Please rank, subscribe, comment, you name it. We want to hear what you guys think <laughs> of the show during the week and we want to talk to you. I'm your host, Lauren Salon. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren Salon. That's S-A-L-A-U-N. And to my left over here, we've got my lovely co-host, Gary Thomas.
2: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Gary Thomas.
1: All right. So, let's get into it. What did you think of tonight's first episode?
2: Um... It was so interesting. I was definitely a little nervous of whether it was going to be funny or not, but I was so happy that it actually was funny. Yeah,
1: it's a refreshing take on the police crime procedural. I think it's a little different than kind of the normal cop shows that we're used to seeing, you know, like SVU or Criminal Minds or something. It's got a lot of humor to it, which was really fun to watch, I think. and. As I'm sure everybody out there knows, this show was an idea of Vince Gilligan's who created Breaking Bad from like 10 years ago. Exactly. That's script. so interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, Breaking Bad becomes a hit and we've got Better Call Saul and he's like, oh, by the way, I've got this script too. If someone want to make it? <laughs> and everyone's like, yes, us. So we've got this, you know, script got dusted off and created and... It's also, you know, created in part by um, David Shore, who was a producer and writer for House. So, you know, we've got a really solid team behind the series. So, that was think, one of the...
2: I think that's why it's gonna... I think this first episode had to do well, just because right, of right. the people behind it. And I like that it was It was kind of like House. It had that same dry right, but of like, still funny, and yeah, still... Yeah, it kept some, you on your...
1: some off-color humor yes. sometimes. It was good, but then still serious moments and that kind of serious content kind of running throughout but definitely those really fun moments i i loved it i thought it was really good and i love crime shows i (laughs) binge watch crime shows all the time so it was fun to have another one to add to the books especially one with this much like kind of satire and quirky humor to it too so why don't we run through kind of our cast and characters kind of a who's who we've got Josh Duhamel comes in as special agent, he's FBI agent, Milt Chamberlain, and you heard that right, Milt Chamberlain, <laughs> not Wilt Chamberlain, like the basketball player, which I thought was, I think the name itself is so funny, because that's gotta come up, like, why he, his name is like that. I mean, it's such, like, a kind of, ah, a name with, like, a lot of, like,
2: I think sh- that was it pazaz yeah, around it I yeah, guess it you would say yeah it.
1: that and he's such a like character this guy you know yes. Mr. Perfect and well you have to
2: think about it Will Chamberlain had that same persona behind him the right. womanizer the very good looking and everybody wanted uh, Will Chamberlain and then this is being you know being wrote 10 years ago yeah it's kind of relevant that he kind of played off of that because today someone wouldn't use that name
1: but still even 10 years ago I mean they can update <laughs> the script you know before they put it on he was on in TV. that mindset but, right, but I think Wilt Chamberlain, I mean, he played like in the 60s, so, know, which makes I it would, even better, I exactly. think. Exactly,
2: <laughs> so it's like you're rekindling. I would not think anyone would use this today at all. No. I think they would find a different, you know, play on words today. But 10 years ago, I can kind of give it to him. you know, I'll, I'll let it slide.
1: Yeah, I know, when I was reading about it before the show aired, I was like, wait, his name's Milt Chamberlain? Isn't someone's name already that? <laughs> I was like, that sounds a little weird, but... Anyway, we've got Special Agent Milt Chamberlain, who's this very good-looking, well-dressed, fancy-pants FBI agent who gets relocated, essentially. He's opening a field office in Battle Creek, Michigan, which is a real place. It really exists. (laughs) Um, Although they filmed in L.A., I believe. But anyway... Milt is getting, is moving, and that's kind of how the episode starts with his, like, going away right. party. That's one of the initial moments. Um, But before we jump into that, we'll keep going through characters. So then we've got Detective Russ Agnew, played by Dean Winters, who we've seen on 30 Rock. He was in SVU as well, mm-hmm. and he's such a, he's the local cop. and. Yes. He has a reputation for being a good cop, but he's also so cynical and kind of jaded too. And he's, you know, initially, I wonder if you'd like his character, but they do such a good job, I think, of having some of those kind of, you know, rough around the edges moments paired with some really charming times from him, like un- unintentionally charming, exactly. you know? And I was going to say really loud. Like yeah, don't, no, he's don't not trying it. in any way. It's very unintentional, but I think charming. And I liked, both the characters. I mean, what do you think of the two main guys?
2: I think that it's strategic writing, you know. Of course. There's the unconventional one and there's the well put together one, so they you're obviously going to have them together. Um I didn't I didn't not like his character, but it was nothing that yet has made me love his character. Wh- who? Um Russ Okay. I, didn't, I thought he was okay. Like, I didn't... I, I I just, I'm i like, glad he's there.
1: I like Dean Winters in, like, everything he does. <laughs> so I, I am already going in biased to like his character, I think. But he didn't do too much to kind of... You know, his character's off-putting in, like, such a grump anyway. Yeah. But I think you end up like... I mean, in the beginning when he's he, he's got voiceover of him, like, going into the office and he's... Basically writing a letter to Liz- <laughs>
2: so Leslie
1: Stahl of sixty minutes to be like, I think sixty minutes should come on down here to Battle Creek and do a story because we've got really old equipment, things need to be upgraded, but we're still fighting crime. You know, right. it's like that's like that cute, hopeful side of his, which is so silly when you compare it to his really cynical side. But I do, I I like the kind of rivalry and. You know later on throughout the show they're going to end up being buddies and, like, poke fun at each other, of course, still. But right now it's very much the rivalry.
2: The rivalry is so one-sided, though. Oh, yeah. Milt does not see what's going on. He's just like, I'm just still operating. I'm hearing you out. But this is what's worked in the past. Russ is all about, I need to prove to you that you are wrong, that you're naive, that I'm better.
1: Well, I think that there's more to Milt, though. Because he... You know, I think him moving to Battle Creek is a little bit of a step down for him. He probably sees it as that in his career. And so he's, like, in the beginning when he's like, smile, laugh, you love it here. He's, like, pepping himself yeah. up to make sure that he's putting on a good face. So it seems like he, you know, really cares what everybody thinks. But I think there's going to be a little a little more to his character oh, I than just that, like, polished Mr. Perfect.
2: They did some foreshadowing, like, crazy yeah. in this episode. Just. There's something in his past that is just right. That moment, to come out.
1: the moment at the when they're about to break down the door. And now I'm jumping ahead to like stuff that happened right. later, but <laughs> that moment when he, um, when Russ is like, "Oh, I bet you had a your dad never lost his job and your dogs never died and gold your goldfish never, never died." died. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of see a look on Milt's face that is, you know, that kind of suggests that mm-hmm. maybe some stuff has gone on in his life and it's not totally perfect, so maybe we'll. Just, see about that There later. were other
2: moments, too, but that was, like, the main one that just really sticks out because it's the way he looked and just the way he was yeah, acting Yeah, that like, was the big one. Yeah.
1: You can't be that perfect. No, yeah, he no one's that like, perfect. Yeah, you can't yeah. be this naive and become a cop. He's like, I know you can't. To be and they're a, like, wait, oh, there's more to that. Exactly. What were you going to exactly. say? Oh, what wait. else is that story? <laughs> Tell us. Tell us what's more to that. Um, anyway, some of the other characters, we've got Cal Penn, who's a really funny guy, so it's fun to see him in this as Detective Fontanelle. Um, Aubrey Dollar playing Holly, who's kind of their, like, office secretary, admin person who has a huge crush I on Russ. I know.
2: Yeah. She plays it very well. I, I'm waiting to see if it is reciprocated.
1: I know. That, I feel, yeah. We don't can know she with, get
2: that out of him? Seriously. <laughs> of all people. she get that out of Russ?
1: I don't know. Yeah. But she definitely has a big crush on him. You know, defending his eclairs as being just as good as Mills. <laughs> she goes to visit him when he's in the hospital. You know, hides the the newspaper at the end, all that stuff. Um, then we've got Detective Aaron. We've got two Aarons. We've got Detective Aaron Funkhauser and I believe another a female Aaron. Yeah, E. Yeah, she goes by she goes E. By e. <laughs> to tell them apart, you know, this tiny girl <laughs> and this giant guy. Um, and then we've got Detective Niblet. And they ask why they call him Niblet. And he's like, my little teeth are like for nibbling corn. That was so creepy. I hope those are fake teeth.
2: I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It was just like. I hope they're fake. They said they're so it, creepy. When they said Niblet, they made him smile. It was just like. I
1: don't want to look at it.
2: Oh, can we just move on? Yeah, can we move stop on? looking like, at his mouth. Like, yeah
1: yeah oh gosh anyway yeah and then we've got janet mcteer as their commander who's kind of the boss of their station um
2: wasn't she on something else but she has that same role like she she just i feel like she plays that same oh, kind I don't of know. she just has that same demeanor all the time you yeah. know just kind of the, i don't
1: know what she was on <laughs> before this.
2: stickler yeah kind of thing. yeah kind of
1: the the boss yeah hide from her Um, anyway, so the show is not in itself, like, you know, the crime procedural is not that original, but I think the way that they've done it with spicing in Mm -hmm. all that humor and stuff is definitely a fresh take on the crime, the type of crime show, you know? I
2: need Funkhauser. Yeah. I need him (laughs) in this
0: show.
1: He was great. Um, and... Yeah, so I thought it was they pulled it off really well, and it ends up being less about kind of the crime that's going on. You know, with this week we had kind of the drug dealer thing mm-hmm. going on and more about the relationship between right. the two guys. Um, and so it kind of the way it kicks off, you know, it opens on a kid's performance and Russ runs in and steals this video camera from some dad who's videotaping his daughter <laughs> like doing some performance up on stage. And then they go to their, like, undercover van, essentially, because they need equipment, which is a recurring theme in the episode. And I'm sure the whole show will be how kind of run down Battle Creek is Mm -hmm. and their department, you know, they have all this old equipment. Nothing works. They need more funding. They need more help, essentially, like... You know, when they're doing that, they end up going to um, Cal Penn, Detective Fontenelle's sister's house, to get a baby monitor to use while they're going undercover with this guy, which ends up kind of the batteries die and gives them away. <laughs> and then they have to come in and try and stun gun the bad guy with which a stun gun that's work. broken. So that, I think, is going to be a really funny recurring thing throughout Like all this equipment that just doesn't work. Though, I bet at some point it's going to... Kind of bite him in the butt, and someone's going to get hurt.
2: You know what? I think that going back to that point, what was interesting about it because we talked about this with um, with Milk Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in that part, it also—it's just so much character development, so much strategic writing, and when Russ says don't delete the little girl's performance. It just shows a different por- part of his personality, the heart in yeah, him, too. Yeah, exactly. So I think they just throw it in and little sprinkles for each person, and one- they want you to capture it. Right, exactly. So you exactly. can remember it.
1: He's like, yeah, don't tape over that. We want to keep that. Right. we're going to give it back to the dad so he can have his daughter's right. performance. Yeah, definitely. Having little little drops of that sort of thing make you exactly. like his character. So it's really smart to kind of sprinkle that in there so he's not just one-dimensional. Um and and yeah, and part of when he's telling his boss that, hey, we need more funds, we need more equipment, like, what, do you want us to just start shooting people since so we can't <laughs> use our stun guns? <laughs> like, we'll do that, I guess. We got the hint. We'll shoot people now. Um, She says, oh, well, we're getting help. help. And which to me, I mean, how practical do we look at it? Because it is a TV show that's part comedy. I mean, whatever. But why is the FBI going to... Make a little, make a field office in little old Battle Creek, you know, because that's what they're.
2: Either the FBI knows something that they don't yeah, know. That's what or I'm thinking. This is just some random stuff going on. <laughs> like, yeah, well, the FBI doesn't tend it's, it's not a random organization. No, so. it
1: can't be that coincidental. Like, oh, we're gonna just make an office in Battle Creek, population fifty thousand people. <laughs> you know, they there's got to be something behind that, and some kind of bigger reason why Milt's coming down there and mm-hmm. kind of establishing that office down there and why are they're putting all that those funds into it. Because we see when they're at the crime scenes that he's got all these resources that he can use, like all this technology and equipment and special testing, you know, like all this stuff. He knows
2: everybody, does everything. He knows and... every,
1: yeah, so there's got to be more to that that I think it'll... Kind of reveal itself throughout the season. What I think that's so. I think that's, about
2: yeah. I think there's going to be some type of climactic part about that, about the crime there, and yeah. this is why we're here. He's like,
1: oh, I've been yeah monitoring this drug ring mm-hmm. or something, this big crime underground crime organization. <laughs> I don't know, and like yeah, loops Russ into it, and then Russ is like gets yeah. all Russ this is going to get all I the way all
2: going to get mad over again because he didn't know about it. So. Right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. When Milt comes to, you know, right before he arrives in Battle Creek, they have this going away party for him at his office. And right. we see, as we see later in the episode, that everybody loves him. Like, oh my gosh, he's everyone's favorite person. Except right at the end of that little going away party, some guy is sitting at his desk and it's like, ugh, finally, get out of here, you know? So...
2: It made me wonder if... That was a consensus over The Office? Or was that just something that one person felt? You know, because it kind of seemed, seemed egged on. Like, everyone was like, yeah. oh, you're great at everything. Like, you know, you're just perfect. I feel like they just
1: love him. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It could be. I so think, it could
2: be just the one guy.
1: Yeah, I think it's that one guy. So I'm wondering, what's the beef? Like, why, why does he hate him? What gonna, happened? I think, I think we'll find out. Yeah, that's
2: going to resurface yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. So another funny moment that I really loved was when the old lady... Keeps calling in to make like a police <laughs> complaints. And Russ answers. It. He's like, I don't, I forget what her name is. He's like, oh gosh, this lady again. And she's complaining. She's trying to make a complaint, a formal complaint about Tom Selleck on Magnum PI. Right. And oh, I just love that. Like, hey, if you can throw in a Tom Selleck joke, do it.
2: <laughs> Why miss out on the not? opportunity? Best
1: mustache in the world. Anyway, um, so the next time the phone rings, Russ thinks it's going to be. That same lady calling again, and Milt, of course, answers it, and it's a big tip-off about a double homicide. So they go down, and they're investigating this. It seems like two drug dealers have been killed, and um, again, we see this dichotomy between Russ and Milt, where Russ goes in, he's like surveying the scene, he's like, all right, this is what happened, and that guy was shot there, and then he fell over there, blah, 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 and Milt's like, well, I don't really like to assume I know what happened. I'm gonna, We're going to do our testing and run an analysis and all that. And so I thought that was funny because, again, you know, we keep seeing Russ wanting to prove himself and show but that.
2: But in hindsight, if you think about it, there were parts, you know, once the crime was solved, that part of the things that he said were true. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely was true. Yeah, he, knew, true. he yeah. knew
1: stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I thought I liked how they paired in those moments the music, the soundtrack with. What was going on? (laughs) Like, while Russ is saying his theories, he's like, oh my gosh, and then this happened, then this, this. It's like the music starts getting more intense and stuff, and then Milt will interrupt, and it's like, and they they did that a few times. It was so funny.
2: The chemistry they have together is just so funny.
1: It's so good. It's so
2: good. Like, I I think that this is the perfect match, right? This is the perfect Mm -hmm. match, and the perfect two characters to, to contrast each other. It's just too good.
1: It's great, yeah. I I love the two of them together. I mean, I think they're both very solid actors, so it's fun to see them um, in this role. I think we've obviously seen Dean Winters do a lot of comedy stuff and a lot of serious stuff, too. And Josh has been doing a lot more movies, you know, Transformers and things like that. So it's cool to kind of have them together in this. I think it's a fun, almost unexpected pairing, but... Totally works, and it's super fun to watch. They're such an odd couple, but it's it's perfect. Um, Yeah, so we keep going. We we're on this case with the two dead drug dealers, and um, they meet with Ricky, and they kind of who's the witness to it, and they kind (laughs) of convince him to lie. And I totally thought that was as that was happening. I was like, okay, what is going on? He's totally going to get busted for this. He's telling this witness. To lie and identify the guy. And he's like, oh yeah, he'll get... They'll they'll do a plea deal and he'll go to jail. He's a bad guy anyway, so it's okay. But it'll be fine. We'll get it, you know, hands mm-hmm. clean, wrap it up. And I was surprised that Milt kind of went along with it too, initially. Was like, oh yeah, okay, sure, that's fine. But then, like, you know, puts down the voice of reason.
2: I think that Milt, his heart's in the right place. He always wants to give Rush that... that- extra chance, because he feels, you know, although my expertise may be, you know, a little bit higher than yours, you know the city. You know right. what works. Mm-hmm. You have worked with these people. And he really clued in on that very quickly, that he knew the lawyer, that he's worked with this lawyer before. He clued in on all the details of the story, you know, as he was working with him And I think he knew that at the end of the day, you know, if I choose you to be my partner, whether this goes right or wrong, I still have to have your back, you know, yeah. so... I'm just gonna be there, I'm gonna roll with this and we're gonna see what happens. You yeah. could be right.
1: Yeah, and then of course he's not. Of course they get he gets they get busted. Milt though ends up, of course, like smoothing it over for him, sweet talking whoever he needs to to get it all figured out just fine. And as they're having that kind of like, <laughs> like argument and discussion about that, a car drives the uh, drives by <laughs> and drive shoots by. at him and Rust gets shot. He is gonna be okay. We find, but <laughs> Russ gets shot. They have to take the witness to the safe house. All this stuff, which kind of escalates things a bit, obviously. And when Russ is in the hospital, Holly comes to visit him. Which, you know, again, we see like how the much
2: norm, she has her googly eyes rush and
1: on him. Yeah, so obvious. So I do wonder if we'll see him reciprocate it at all? Because I don't think we saw that really. No. Right? He didn't flirt back at all.
2: I think that if we... He's too
1: focused on himself and versus milk.
2: Exactly. So I think that with this, the way the series started off with, you know, the the crime and the dramedy, um, it'll be interesting to see if there's some romance in there. And... It has to be there. Like if it, if nothing happens, there, I'm going to be really upset because yeah. <laughs> she's like trying. She's throwing it all in there. She's you know she's his biggest supporter. So I want to see something come of that—a date or something. Yeah,
1: I do love how she really she's his biggest fan and yeah. like you know thinks he's the best and stands by him even when everyone else is like, oh my gosh, Milt is the coolest right. thing. Milt, <laughs> Milt, Milt fanboys, the better declares. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, they're the same, you guys. Gosh. Um, But yeah, I think we'll for sure see something between them.
2: I need to see something, yeah. something, and <laughs> something. I don't want to see, see. And that's the thing; I don't want to see the romance with Milt. I want to see the romance with Russ because it's not expected, right? You know? exactly. His dryness, his crassness is not gonna, you know, pay this woman any attention. So I need to see something, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I I agree. Want to see it with Russ, <laughs> underdog man, right? Um, <laughs> and then we get to this safe house, which is unreal. We've got. Bunkhauser outside guarding it, and he's like, oh, wait until you see the inside, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not really even the safe house. It's like, Milt's crash pad, and they right. open it up. It's like this crazy door opens up, and they're in this, like, underground loft-type situation, which looks so cool. It's got a TV that's, like, as bigger High than feelings, the wall behind everything. Me. You know, it's, <laughs> it's nuts. And so they're keeping this kid, Ricky, there, who's the witness, and they... Tell him, you know, hey, buddy, like, we kind of screwed you. Sorry about that. Milt is super positive and hopeful about the situation when Russ is kind of (laughs) like, you know, crimes go unsolved all the time. We Mm -hmm. might not figure this out. So I don't know what to tell you, buddy. (laughs) And so that's so funny. Like, every chance they get, they've, you know, Milt's going to be super hopeful and encouraging about things and then Russ is going to come in with, like, Debbie Downer perspective on it, and kind of, like, right. more the voice of reasons. So, I mean, between the two, you find, like, the happy medium, for sure, but I think sometimes with that, like, in that situation, I think Russ was, like, m- a little more accurate, you know? I mean, The cold, hard truth. Uh,
2: yes, and yes and no. I feel like I don't know if I want to call Russ a realist or just... <laughs> he's just trying to find the flaws in Milk so bad that yeah. well, he's just going to say anything and make you believe anything in order to just discredit milk. Yeah, Like, true. it's not about the truth. It's just to discredit milk.
1: Yeah. Which, backtracking a little bit, when he's in the hospital, I did think that was a little, like, really sensitive of him to be like, gosh, I don't know why I hate him so much. I don't know why I have to prove myself. I mean... It was like they, I think that was the one time that I kind of got pulled out of the writing a little bit because it seemed kind of too, like, forced from him mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, it was overly sympathetic or overly insightful. I don't know what it was, but that part kind of made me be like, wait, this feels, like, kind of silly it, of him it saying that. It seems this. like a
2: different show almost like that. Just that moment's like... What's going on? Yeah. Like? So
1: it almost it felt like they had to spell out the theme of the show for us. Like the writers were like, oh, well, let's dumb it down for everybody. Like, this is about him needing to prove himself. And so he right. had to say it out loud for all of us. I don't know.
2: It's what like it almost was, trying that, to, to force the viewers into sympathizing like, oh. with them or so feeling some form of, I guess, empathy for him instead. And that'd be a better yeah. way. Like, and I, I think that was cause...
1: already. I think I was already there. I just felt like that part was a little, a little long, right. a little forced with it. But anyway, when they're at the safe house with the witness, they get a call that a gun has been found. So they rush down, go to find this gun, and they're like, you know, going to fingerprint it. And Milt, of course, is like very dainty with oh. his gloves and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, I think there's some flesh on this gun. And sick, Russ grabs it. He's like, well, oh, let me see that here and licks it
2: anchovies so gross he's
1: like that's not flesh it's anchovy which leads them to figuring out who used that gun
2: that was such an interesting twist right there yeah i I love that you know that was ricky ricky Ricky, was the shooter
1: because he hid the gun in a pizza box with (laughs) anchovies on it who who knew but, yeah, I thought that was a really fun twist. But yes. so disgusting. Do not... Come on.
2: The, that gun was in the trash.
1: Yeah, it was in the trash. <laughs> and it was found by a homeless guy. And they thought it was flesh on it. You don't lick that.
2: Right. Like, what if it really was flesh? What if it flesh? Was like? flesh?
1: <laughs> homeless man flesh. Goo. Anyway, so we learned that Ricky was the shooter. And he his sister had overdosed in the past and so it was a really personal thing he wanted to kind of avenge his sister's death in a sense and so he ends up going to Travis the big like big drug dealer guy's house to you know and has him at gunpoint there and then again we see back and forth between Milt and Russ kind of playing the like you know good cop bad cop essentially but not intentionally doing that that's just how they are and you know Milt is talking with him and being very compassionate and empathizing with him where Russ Russ is just like you don't have to go to jail you could just die instead because if you shoot this guy I'm just gonna shoot you back
2: I just didn't (laughs) I didn't like the way that scene ended
1: yeah I felt like that scene for one was super long
2: yes we we definitely like someone
1: just shoot somebody do something (laughs)
2: You know what? And really, that's what I wanted to happen. It's, yeah. it, I I needed some more action. I I, I had enough yeah. milk calming people down, right. and, and you coming know, coming in
1: and like glamoring them with yes. the twizzling his eyes at them.
2: Next time somebody has to shoot somebody, I'm just putting that out there. Somebody yeah. has to die at some point in time. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, maybe not die. They just have to get shot. Well, <laughs> right. I guess. I need ref- some crime to West really happen. Got shot. But well, ugh. I need it wasn't some. I need to.
2: I need milk. To not win all the time, or yeah. just them to not them together and to not win. They right. basically, you know, even though they had the hardships, we were on a winning streak the whole episode. And I just want to see a little bit more vulnerability. You know, yeah. something to happen where this is real life. This right. is real crime. You know,
1: I think we for sure will. I think the first episode set us up nicely to have both of them have some more vulnerable times throughout the season. Right. Um. Yeah. And so, I mean, it ends with. Milt talking him down off the ledge. Of course, what Ricky gives him gives him the gun. Everything's fine. They have a big press conference about it, and um, Milt, of course, is up front and center in that press conference. But he does recognize Russ for how right. integral he was for solving the crime, which I thought was really great. I was like, "Oh, good." It was just Milt being Milt again. <laughs> yeah, but then of course, in the newspaper, Get Russ that. gets cropped out, <laughs> which is <laughs> wah wah. Saw that coming. Um, but all in, and that's how the episode kind of ends. It felt very quick for an hour show, or I guess, you know, 40 minutes when he cut out commercials. But it felt, it moved quickly for me, which I I guess is a good thing.
2: I like that, because don't don't drag us along for so much. You know, they didn't spend a whole lot of time, you know, just developing characters. And, you know, I like that, you know, you don't, you just kind of dive right into the show. And I think that, you know, with this type of writing style, you know, you're going to get something fresh, something new every week instead of spending so much of the season just developing characters. Right, I like they put little spurts here and there just for you to catch and they really just move through.
1: Yeah. And the thing that I really like about the format of this show because like we said it is a little different than the normal cop show that you're used to where every week it's the exact same thing, mm-hmm. the exact same characters. They're just solving a different crime which is fun and fun to watch but you don't get that same long kind of relationship with the characters right. and seeing how the characters grow over time and with this show I think we will still have a different crime every week but because we have these characters starting at such kind of like polar opposites that we'll see a lot of growth each week for them to like come together and become more of a cohesive team Yeah, I think and they set us up for a lot of kind of reveals I think with both of the Mm -hmm. characters for why they are the they way they are. are yeah.
2: yeah, I think you you hit it on the nose when you said it was. It's just relationships. I think it's a very much a relationship oriented show, and yeah, you kind of get the crime, which gives you like the action and gives you you know the intrigue. You know, because I loved how this it turned out to be Ricky. Like that was just too. It just threw me way off. Yeah. Like, even when they say anchovies, I wasn't all the way there, Maybe I was just... <laughs> I, I know, I was like, was anchovies, like, Wait, what does what? that mean? <laughs> and then they were like, you know, Ricky. So I love that, but I just, I, I like those relationships. You oh, know? yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's good that they can keep us on our toes with the, the crime and the kind of thriller aspects as well, but then having the comedy stuff and the yeah. relationship stuff, that makes it such a stronger show, and I was super pleased by it. I think it'll be great. Okay, so what do we, wait. should we, should we dive into some predictions Absolutely. for next week? Do we have some prediction <laughs>
0: vibes going and on? Now, your After Buzz Blue. TV. predictions.
1: Alright. So, I don't think that the, the like, you know, coming next week sort of thing gave us a whole lot to run no. with. I think we'll get a new, obviously a new crime is gonna oh. happen, but I think, I'm hoping we get some insight as to why they have the Battle Creek FBI office now. I mean, I don't know that they'd kind of show their cards on that this early no, into the season. No, I think going to happen I want to know on. why.
2: I don't think they're going to give that. I think they're going to keep you, you holding on. Maybe towards the end of the season, they'll be like, oh, yeah. This is why we're here. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm really there's trying to see something
1: fishy about that.
2: Yes, I think it's together with something fishy with that and Milt. and I think yeah. both those things need oh, yeah. to be he's revealed. Oh yeah, he's too perfect, yeah. too good to be true. Yeah, Isn't both those things need to be revealed. <laughs> I want it right away, but of course yeah, they're not going to do we're that. They're
1: going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah, so I think that's going to happen. I mean, I don't think anything's going to happen just yet with um, with Holly and Russ, but maybe like, you know, maybe he'll flirt back next week.
2: Next, Yeah, I just need a, I need a little <laughs> bit of something. Just If the writers didn't just give me something to say that this, there's a possibility. Yeah, you know, like a little that twinkle, a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning back and forth. Yeah, just like, give me a look. That. Give me a look just to show this, something might happen later.
1: Yeah. Do we think that um, their, their kind of informant guy is going to be in it again? What was his name? I don't remember. Uh, Teddy the Teddy Snitch. Teddy the Snitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to kind of be a recurring guy. He was in it twice. In the beginning... Of the episode and the in snitch. the end, as their snitch.
2: Teddy the snitch has at least two more episodes under her belt. Think so. Two more bombs so. to drop for us.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else we missed or anything else we want to go over for episode one?
2: No, but I was glad to see the character who played Omar. I was glad to see him back on TV.
1: Oh nice. Yeah,
2: he hasn't been around you, you know he was Yeah, the...
1: I've seen him on a lot of things. Yeah,
2: and he hasn't been around for yeah. a while. I know he took time to focus on his music, but I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. He was a really good actor.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of, if we're gonna shout out the fun people we saw on the show, um Ariel Vandenberg, who was Milt's like FBI girl yeah. in the beginning, she's a big Viner and comedian and I love her stuff. So it was super fun <laughs> to see her on the show. I hope we see more of her. Way to go, Ariel. Um, yeah, so I guess that,
0: that is wraps it. up
1: our first episode of Battle Creek. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Please join us again next week. Be sure yes. to subscribe, comment on YouTube, on the videos. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, at Lauren Salon. That's S-A-L-A-U-N. And you can find my friend Gary on Twitter.
2: I am Gary Thomas. It's yeah, talk,
1: talk to us throughout <laughs> the week. We want to know what you guys thought of the episodes, what you think is going to happen later on. Let's chat. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks, everybody.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.